0: peace and blessings family it is the ratchet righteous goddess herself them chakras make sure you follow the podcast anywhere you can find the podcast at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s make sure you follow me over there on instagram for your motivational minute each and every weekday at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s make sure you follow me over there on twitter where you receive way more ratchet than you ever would righteous at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s hey y'all hey if nobody has told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And family, we are back for part two of Entitled to Your Protection. And I told y'all that I would have a very special guest in the safe space. And a special guest he is. And before I actually introduce him, before, before we get into the show, um, I'm actually recording this before the episode, so this won't even be something that he hears until um, until the episode airs. But I just wanted to kind of introduce you guys to the relationship that me and BJ have. So if you guys don't know BJ, BJ is the host over there at um, Change the Subject, which is such an amazing podcast. Make sure you guys check him out. Um, But I actually met BJ a year ago. Like I've only known BJ for a little over a year and I actually met him through um, a mutual acquaintance of ours, like somebody that we both know. And something happened to me um, that wasn't like, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was unfortunate. But it wasn't anything like violating any nothing like that. Um by this time I had known BJ for like a good minute. I had been on his um I had been on the show. Um, you know, like we had exchanged numbers. I had not yet met BJ face to face, right? I didn't meet BJ until we actually got to Charlotte, North Carolina for um a pod connection last year where i met him and d who is my sister-in-law because you know like i'm speaking it into existence as though it was because they are going to be binded and bonded in marriage sometime soon shout out to them shout out to d make sure you check out uh dc by d marie i believe is the name of her company guys she is such a dope photographer out there in detroit michigan check her out um but that was the first time I had actually met BJ and D face to face. But before all of this happened, I had actually talked to BJ um again about something that happened between me and the mutual acquaintance. And um when I went to BJ about it, I had actually had to go to Tanisha, who is my queen po- uh who you guys know is queen poison who but um is my queen poison. Like I that's that's mine. Like I love her. She is a part of me. Shout out to you. Um I had went to her first, and then she was just like, we need to talk to BJ, just because BJ had a, you know, certain relationship with the acquaintance. And I and Tanisha, um, at Queen Poison, assumed BJ's strength. You know, like, we assumed, um... Well, T has already known BJ, and BJ was going to have her back regardless. Like, that's how they are. But in this situation, this was the first time that I had ever gone to him with anything like heavy, anything outside of just like, you know, random conversation, checking up on him, a mental health check in. No, I was really going to him, assuming his strength and and assuming that he was going to protect me and what I needed um, in reference to protection from an outside source and protect me, he did. And. BJ does an amazing job of protecting women and BJ does an amazing job of knowing his limits and knowing when to interject, knowing when to intercede, knowing when to be that person and to be that voice and, you know, to to really step in and to place himself in a position where he is willing to take whatever comes with the assignment of protecting the women that he cares about. And that's why I really admire him as much as I do um, as a kindred soul, as somebody who I call my brother because my brother i have a biological brother christopher who will protect me at all costs like my brother is like i will fuck a nigga up for you um but bj is the type of person where he doesn't have to say much you know like what he says is what he says and he doesn't have to say much and when he says it he means it. And all of the instruction and in all of the guidance and all of the um just amazing things that bj has ever said or done for me i really really appreciate this man in a way that only somebody who is a sibling could like only this the kind of love that I have for BJ is the kind of love where I feel like him and I have been here before like where I feel like you know like we we was related at in in our past life like we shared the same mama and daddy like that kind of blood BJ has always had my best interest at heart and he's always been so super supportive of me and of podcasting and I can ask him anything when it comes to this craft and I can really go to him and I can say you know like bro you know do you you know what should I do about this or bro what do you think about that or bro you know like what what about this and he always has such intelligent and so um such a creative way of looking at things and he is always that piece of the brain that you don't have like I don't think like BJ and that's what I love is his thought process and the way that he breaks things down and the way that he goes about things and in the instance that we had BJ was so concise and he was so clear and he was so direct about what should happen going forward and I followed that direction because I trust him And I trust him 110%. I trust him with directions, (laughs) like going places, Um, directions, again, with the craft. I trust him in just all things. And I am just grateful. I'm very grateful to be a part of his family. I'm very grateful to be a part of his life. I'm very grateful to be a part of his partner, Dion's life. You know, it's, I think that the thing that I appreciate the most is how responsible BJ is in reference to his tribe bj is somebody who again really without his permission we put in a certain position and um anytime that he doesn't feel like he can take on something in that position he's very open and honest about it a very humble man and i really don't understand why because he is dope as fuck like there's there's i I can't think of anything that would humble bj i just know that in everything that he does, and in all the things that he does, in which I have been a part of, or what I can see from him, um, and being the owner of a, a LLC, and being the you know host of a podcast, and being you know a partner to his partner, and to just to see this man in action, and just to see how he goes about life, and to talk to him, and to have the mental check-ins, I am grateful to have such a beautiful person in your life. You find that some of the craziest. People like the some of the dopest people, some of the most creative people you find on the internet, and I am just thankful I'm thankful for the platform I'm thankful for Twitter I'm thankful for the platform of black creators that are in this circle, but most of all if anything, bro I am thankful for you and all that you do and all that you do for me and all that you do for T and all that you do for D and all that you do just for this circle of people and how we depend on you a lot and how we often ask for um forgiveness without having to ask for it um rather than ask for permission because we sign you up for a lot (laughs) and I just want to thank you for um never turning me away And um, just for always being a voice and for always having my back and for telling me when I'm wrong, telling me when I'm stepping out of line, telling me when I'm doing too much, telling me when my ratchet is just a little too high um, and I might need to tone it down. Just being honest and open with me as any brother would, as any brother should in accepting that role. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. And family, let's get into this episode. Peace and blessings, family. I have my brother. My kindred brother, my brother from another mother of a lighter color, but we about the same shade. I have BJ in the building, bro. How are you today?
1: I'm amazing. Um,
0: Yes. Okay. I like that. Super,
1: super excited because you know I'm I'm not usually on this side of things. You know, like you know, guesting and all of that stuff. I do it every once in a while, but it's inside. I guess it's exciting because it's you. You know. Oh
0: yeah, because we about to be here talking all shit like yo, I'll be excited like. (laughs) It right. don't be it it doesn't it's not so like with me, first of all, I'ma just let y'all know a little bit of background information. I met B J last year. Like, l- literally. Like, I've only known BJ, like, a little over Damn, 12 months. it
1: feels like it's way longer than that. Yeah, it
0: feels like it's been way longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't actually meet BJ face-to-face until a pod connection in North Carolina, which was in October of last year. So, this entire time, I'm talking to this man on Twitter. Uh, I'm talking to this man on Instagram. We didn't exchange numbers. I hadn't been on his show. Like, we is just like, hey, bro, hey, sis. And I had never seen him. And then when I had finally seen him in... um. In October, at a pod connection, I met him and his partner D. I'm gonna say his wife because like that's wifey gang. <laughs> right, Um, right. When I met them for the first, it really felt like like a family reunion almost. Like these were my people. Like I had just been like they had been a part of my life my entire life, and now they can't get rid of me. Like I'm ready to go. You know, go to their house <laughs> and invade their personal space. We went to Philly together back in January. Mm-hmm. That feels like that shit was last year with the way that the world has been going, but. I'm so thankful for BJ and just everything that he does because BJ is just such a dope force of man. Like he's just this energy that is just is different than any other energy that I've come across when it comes to like a kindred spirit. Like a lot of the guys that aren't my brothers, but I call my brothers are uh, more so for like the protection aspect of things like they're knocking nigga head off i have no doubt in my mind that bj would knock a nigga head off but that's not really mm-hmm. what i go to him for i go to him for insight and i go to him um for just the overall respect that i have for him within this craft and and podcasting and in just media and sound and i i ask bj a question probably every fucking day just a <laughs> something um because he's so knowledgeable like there's a lot of knowledge up there there's a lot of gems up there so that's what I go to BJ for because BJ is this force, like it's this force of fire. And it's not that like red, hot like you know it's coming, that danger fire. It's that blue light within fire that is it's the chemical compound and the breakdown of fire that makes it such a exciting force. Like that's BJ. Like when you look at it, you like eh, it could be harmless, but it's got that heat. Like it, it comes with that fire. <laughs> wow. Like that's that's BJ. So before we actually get into the questions and kind of talk about entitlement and all of those good things from the previous episode but can you just let people know like who you are where they can find you what's good mm-hmm. with you
1: all right well she definitely made me sound much better than i actually am <laughs> um i'm just bj a guy who kind of takes a lot of my problematic past and put it to good use you know mm-hmm. it's not um it's a lot of long stories that i just made short you know just to get straight to the point like we just need people to use their their issues and experiences and kind of show us alternative you know perspectives so that's typically what my podcast is which is name change the subject um we just take the the nuances and build the conversations around those things instead of the current events or hot topics that we tend to talk about every day so that's typically what i do um And, you know, my affinity for women, of course, um, Mm kind of translates into what I do for teach me how to love you better. Because even though I am like surrounded by a huge multitude of women, I still feel as though I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And so I take that opportunity to just kind of hear what they have to say and the things that they feel and apply these things to um, my days going forward. And so that really helps me as well. So it's really a very um, controlled learning experience. Um, Sometimes I do have to shut all of it off, you know, just to kind of like, you know, process and really digest what I'm being told or sometimes taught. But for the most part, um, it's a very healthy process for me to get a lot of things off learn a couple of things and to also build a fellowship with amazing creatives along the way so that's me in a nutshell
0: yes yes come through like he just be explaining shit and i just be like see that's what that's what you do right there <laughs> um but this week family i just wanted to get bj alongside um just a couple of amazing men but you know niggas be taking for and i mean like niggas they be taking forever <laughs> to respond to just you know just getting in contact with them, uh, especially with black creatives, black men creatives. A lot of them are, you know, in their in their own zones right now, which I completely respect and support. Um, but BJ is actually the first person that actually got back to me, and I was able. I already had this prompt together when I thought of the actual premise to this episode. I was like, BJ is the one. So I have had this sitting here for this very reason and just in the the lieu of things that have been happening in the world right now this is I feel like the perfect time to have the conversation if you guys listened to last week's episode and I advise that you go back to listen to last week's episode so you can kind of get a feel for what we are be talking about today Um, just the entitlement that black women feel to black men's protection and there's a multitude of facets to that and The idea that the black man has this assignment from birth and the responsibility that comes with that, because it's a huge responsibility. Of course, we all know that one of the largest things that's been happening in the world is, you know, police brutality and the death of black people, you know, at the hands of the police. And one of the greatest cases of that that we've heard so far in which um, her murderers still have not been arrested is Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't know the backstory to that, you probably can't read or have been under a rock, but that's okay. Um, Breonna Taylor was actually killed in her home while she was asleep. But she was laying in bed with her boyfriend who actually um, had a license to carry. He had a handgun qualification license and actually let off rounds as the police, the off duty police officers entered the home. He had her back like he, he was making sure that that their space, their safe space was good. And even in that he was arrested and even in that she was killed. So. It. That within itself was one of the examples that I wanted to press forward because I want you guys to realize that sometimes it's not really all that a man can do. A man is going to do the best that he can, but I want you to understand that there are a, a long line of endings that could come to any of this. And I felt like BJ has the the outlook and the the perspective that is needed with such a heavy conversation because We as black women, although we big up black men and although we objectify black men and although we love black men so very much, we don't think about the amount of responsibility that has been placed on them from birth. So the first thing I want to ask you, bro, like I really want you to just kind of maybe sit on it for a second. When did you really understand the assignment that was being placed on you that you as a black man were going to have to protect black women?
1: Oh, that's been recent that's okay. um that's been within like the last maybe three to five years now i don't equate what is being communicated when we hear protect black women to what i've been doing my entire life like i don't um equate that to um the level of protection that i was um kind of introduced to growing up being you know one of very few men amongst a greater um portion of women but the idea that i have now about protection um just within the last couple of years has been um really introducing me to the constructs of what the word protection actually means it's not as literal mm-hmm. as a lot of us tend to hear it mm-hmm. because naturally when we think protection we always think about the things that are coming against us
0: yeah
1: um but in my own personal opinion, protection has a lot to do with um, the home front, the the headspace, the headship, the yeah. um, the processes that we take outside of um, the oppression, in a sense, um, yeah. because that's just one part of it. Um, once that you know, of course, takes its toll, there's still a very heavy amount of protection that we're not even concerned about with each other. Yeah. And that is the, that is the most difficult part of the conversation because we're not just talking about laying your life on a line. If in mm-hmm. fact someone mm-hmm. comes against um your queen, um, we're talking about the provisions that you don't mm-hmm. consider like making her your wife so mm-hmm. that you can ensure you know her on your own benefits whenever she is giving birth to your children, mm-hmm. and you know making sure that she has the proper preventative and prenatal care, yeah. and it's so many things that we can use as an example of how to protect our our women. It's not volatile all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's not
0: always a defense. Like yeah. it, it's it. Sometimes it's about being proactive and not mm-hmm. being reactive. Yeah. yeah. Um. One thing that I've I've really wanted to ask you is do you feel like the fact that black women are black women makes that the the prime reason to be protected by a black men? Do you feel like she's just automatically entitled to a black man's protection because she's a black woman?
1: No. No. Okay. Not entirely.
0: Some um, so reason.
1: Re- well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your go question. Ahead. No, go ahead. no, the reason I the reason I say no is because part of the reason part of the reason that she has the definition or the um the construct that she believes to be protect protection is probably because of another man, whether it be his absence or whether it be his um misguiding, like giving her things that she probably didn't deserve because that's his baby girl or it's a okay. lot of things that come into that space of what her perception is of protection. So I mean entitlement, no. Um deserving very much. Okay. Um we have to we have to really deal with our relationships to one another in order for um the protection to be I guess powerful enough to serve its purpose. And I don't think the relationships are being discussed enough between men and women and how we, how we see each other and that affects that too.
0: Yeah. I think that the, the thing that I think bothers me the most is the fact that the conversation is just generalized to romantic relationships Mm
1: -hmm. and it's
0: not really discussed about how, like for instance, my father, like my father is a protector of mine my brother is a protector of mine but i also have co-workers who you know would step in if it was a matter of just you know maybe speaking up um on some sexual harassment shit you know like maybe Mm -hmm. something within the workplace or you know maybe something happened in the hallway or you not even you know necessarily being again reactive but maybe being proactive like i work my office is not in like the safest of areas. Like I work with the department of social services and I deal with a demographic of black people who live within like an area where there's food deserts and there's a lot of crime. And Mm -hmm. the actual office that I work in is with inside a mall, which is not all that safe. And I know a lot of my male coworkers will, you know, even if they go off a break, like, Hey, you know, it's, Somebody sketchy outside, you know, like just kind of be mindful. Or you know, you have those gangs and groups that are usually outside doing the same thing every day. Like, hey, if you go walk around the corner to go get you a cup of coffee in the morning, just be careful, cause you know them same dudes is out there. Or let me know when you're going, and I'll go ahead and walk with you. Or you know, if you want, like, go ahead place the order online, and I'll go around there and pick it up for you. It's little things like that. That that interception in the middle is it, it makes me feel a lot better knowing that somebody has my back. And like you said, I don't feel entitled to that. I don't Mm -hmm. even a lot of the time feel like I deserve it. And not because I do anything to feel like I don't deserve it, but because I be chilling. Like I be minding my business. And because I don't feel like there's a reason for protect like there's no need for protection at the moment, my mind doesn't go there. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what position a lot of women are putting themselves in for their mind to automatically go to that place. Like, well listen, you feel me if I walk up here and something go down, I need to know that somebody got my back why is it that when we go in here, you automatically got to assume that, you know, something getting ready to pop. Where the fuck are you taking me? Like that, that's the thing that I think about. Mm. And that was something else that I kind of wanted to talk to you about. What happens when you find somebody or you meet someone, whether it be like a cousin, a homegirl, whomever, who automatically assumes that, you got her back. So you, she can just do what the fuck she wants. She can be reckless out the mouth. She can say whatever she want. You know, that, 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 um, what was that? Everybody hates Chris. You know, I don't have to keep my man got yeah. two jobs, that kind of right, thing. Right.
1: What,
0: what do you, what, what's your opinion? I won't even ask what do you think? I'll just ask you, what's your opinion on that kind of woman?
1: That kind of woman tells me that there was no man there. Okay. So, um, naturally when you hear those perspectives, given um i can just about imagine that even if there was a man there there wasn't there wasn't a lot of um leadership or headship in that space that you know she's trying to um encourage herself out of so naturally when she just assumes that you know the next person in line is responsible typically there was never a point or reference to protection that she typically can identify with
0: yeah.
1: that um that stands out, so naturally she just thinks that anybody that's a man, you know because of the one that was primarily missing, but what you end up finding out is when you don't have an example of those things, you typically pick the wrong people to protect you mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah. a hard conversation because mm-hmm. most people will say like nah, that's not it but it's the absolute truth. Like I know for um a lot of the women in my life personally, um I am always the person um told that I am the most emotionally sound of all of mm-hmm. the men that um are typically in my family and the reason why was because those lessons that I needed to learn about emotions and about um traumas and things of that nature i couldn't get those answers from those men so naturally i found myself being the closest to the women i'm always feeling what they feel i'm always going through what they appear to be going through and that will develop your sense of defense um if you don't necessarily know what your purpose is to the women in your life you'll just automatically assume that that's your job because you're a man But like I said, within the last couple of years, I understand that there's a relationship that has to be in place in order for protection to actually work. Um, There has to be an understanding and a respect in order for protection to actually work, because it's not to make sure that, you know, just the women and children are safe. I got to protect myself, too. So it's the overall picture that um, has to be digested and looked at when we say you know protect women because if i'm not here how are you protected so i'm exactly. also protecting me while doing the very same for you so in understanding that if i say something i need you to respect it enough to adjust to it i'm not saying i'm controlling i'm not saying that i'm trying to belittle you but what i am saying is if i'm going to be responsible you have to listen and I can't negotiate that with you.
0: So how do you? It, okay, I don't. This might not even be the right question because, again, like you said, you are very emotionally sound, and and that's coming mm-hmm. from somebody who, at one point, I didn't even know what the fucking emotion sound like. <laughs> um, I'm right. not. I'm I'm such a headstrong woman and it comes from just my overall upbringing like I grew up in a household with both of my parents for a very long time um and then once my parents divorced I lived with my father and my father Um, when I stayed with him raised me to be this independent female. And then when I went to stay with my mom on the weekends or on holidays or whatever the case may be, she raised me the same way. So a lot of the time I don't look for a man's protection. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't walk into spaces feeling like, you know, even if I'm with a male friend or, you know, like, even if I'm with my partner, like, you know, he got me. I don't, yeah. my mind doesn't go there. My mind is, well, let me check for these exits so I know, you know, how to get the hell up out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, let me make sure that I have something on me. Let me make sure that even in the event that something goes down, that I can get him out of here. Because mm-hmm. what I've noticed is that the protection goes both ways. And I'm not saying that a man cannot protect me. I, I do know of some, men, like I've had instances in my life where, even when the protection is to be assumed, he don't have it. He might not have been raised yeah, you know, right, to protect right, women. Right. He might have been raised to objectify women. Like Women might just be an object for him. He might have a really misogynistic way of thinking. In no way am I saying that he doesn't, you know, even that man doesn't deserve protection. It's just that how I was raised was that I am my first line of defense, so let me check in with me first. And make sure that if anything is to go down, that I got him as well. And again, that's not to to discredit his strength. That's just to say that I don't know what the hell happened to him that day. Mm -hmm. Even if I I might not even know his background. I don't even know how he built. He might have some PTSD with him, like some gunshots ring out. His first thing might be, you know, flight instead of fight. I don't know. And I, I really want the narrative to change where black women just feel like, if in the event anything happens that you don't have to know, you have to. My father raised a very trigger happy daughter. Like I'm not the kind that will just walk in and you feel me like pop off. The thing is that my father wanted to, wanted me to know how to load a magazine, how to load a weapon. It's the unfortunately the climate of the world is coming to that point, and you mm-hmm. have a partner, and I'm sure that you and D have had those discussions about just like in the event that anything goes down what about d or what about in in any situation even if like you know with your siblings what qualifications do they have that let you know that they have your back
1: um naturally the the amount of care and concern that is typically focused on me like mm-hmm. it's um it's a very enriched care it's not the you know, oh, hey, what's going on? How you been? And then it's like the in passing conversation is like rested upon me. It's not, mm. it's not something that I can just, you know, give a politically correct answer to when I really don't feel like talking and it's just going to go away. Um, the care is very heavy and it's very um, attention-based. It's not as emotional as you would believe it to be considering mm-hmm. it coming from emotional women. But I realized that um, the women in my life know me and I'm not, even though I'm the most emotionally sound, I'm not the most emotional person. Uh, yeah. So um, it's a very difficult task to understand how I feel about anything because you can't visibly see it. Um, it just comes out in the thought process. So naturally when it comes to um, protection, it's easier for me to jump straight into that space because I don't recognize my own feelings a lot of times until I sit with them. And Mm -hmm. in that instance, I can't sit at all. Mm -hmm. I have to respond to um, the need. But what I realized too, um, and the example that you gave is where I'm speaking from when I say, like, when I say something in, you know, relationship to, protection like you have to heed it like it's under those circumstances where um you trust this person um you elected this person to be um the provision and the protector like i can't i can't do an effective job if you question everything about the job so that's the most important thing because what tends to happen is our women in some ways not all but in some ways they become insufferable in a sense it's too extreme to get you to understand what I'm actually trying to do because you haven't you haven't dealt with whatever traumas from past experiences childhood relationships and those things so um the word of a man doesn't mean anything how can you ask for protection from a man that you don't trust right as far as his word goes like Mm -hmm. so there has to be some work on the relationship Um, the conversations that men are having today about protecting women are not even with women it's with other men. If you notice um, when all of the, the shit kind of kicked off with, you know, the potential race war and all of the antics from the white house, you begin to see men mobilizing Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: each other. And the conversations were directly to, what we need to do as men and that's the perspective that tends to be the most effective we can't look to our women when it comes to the answers for how they're supposed to be treated we're supposed to know in my opinion you know so
0: and when somebody literally probably like i want to say maybe like a week and a half ago somebody asked me what does it look like for a black man to protect you And I really only know that from a defensive side. I don't Mm -hmm. really know that from, from the offense. I don't know mainly because one, my tribe is so small that that's not something that I've ever really had to think about. Mm -hmm. And I myself feel like I'm privileged in that sense. So I didn't grow. I didn't grow up the best. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that you know, like I I had it all, um. But I did not have to ask for anything growing up, and the very last thing that I had to ask for was answers.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I I never had to go to my dad and be like, well, why don't you do this? Mm-hmm. I never had to go to my brother and say, well, why don't you do this? I never questioned my brother. I never questioned my father growing up and getting into relationships, one thing that I did realize is that sometimes I have to back up because I ask a lot of questions when it comes to my protection a lot of the time. Not even necessarily like, um, you know, well you you got me. Like if something pops off you got my back. No. Sometimes it's, you know, like when we walk when we're walking down the street, you know, you're gonna walk further from the curb. Well, why? like that it like that's my thing sometimes i i find that within myself my maybe sometimes i don't get close enough to men to know but maybe my energy is already reading that he doesn't have the capability to protect me like i think he does Mm -hmm. or like i would want him to
1: yeah
0: and i compare it to the relationships from growing up and from my childhood where it's always been the defense. Maybe this is maybe this is his offering for offense, but I don't know what he's trying to do because it's coming off a bit soft to me. But what I had to learn and what I'm still dealing with is that a man doesn't have to be this thuggish, ruggish nigga. Like he don't have to be this gun-toting dude for mm-hmm. you to feel like he got you. Yeah. I want to know that you're able to intercede for me I want to know that you're able to, you know, be able to, you know, kind of stand in the line of fire verbally, if anything, you know, is to happen. And I think, honestly, that is where BJ and I, and I, when our, our kindred relationship really took off, um, because BJ did have to intercede for me at a point in, in our, in our interactions, um, BJ did, BJ really had to step in for me. And not once did I question him. Never. Um, when mm. I tell you, and bro, I'm publicly apologizing that I assumed your strength in that sense. Because I didn't ask for your permission. I just remember coming to you and dumping it all on you. Like at one time. <laughs> like I remember you being <laughs> like, oh, well, what's going on? I'm like, listen, bro, like this is what's happening. <laughs> and you was just like, I'm going to handle it. And I, I literally, I backed up from it and I literally took this breath like, Okay, like I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And not never was it like, you know, like, all right, that's what it's going to be. We're going to roll out at dawn. Like, you feel me? Fucking thunder catch yeah. you night. Like, it wasn't yeah. none of that. It yeah. was just you said what you had to say and I trusted you with that. And I just wanted to publicly apologize that I assumed your strength. Like I said, it's a lot of the time I question men in reference to protecting me or in reference to, you know, wanting to speak on my behalf because I don't. I don't even assume their strength. I assume that they're just weak. I didn't do that with you. I literally was like, well, BJ's asking me what's wrong. So I feel like this is the, you know, opportune time. But I mm-hmm. never once said, like, all right, listen, this some heavy shit that I'm getting ready to drop on you, you know, like warning you in advance. I bought it all to your table at one time. I didn't ask you how your day was going. I didn't ask you had you had eaten. <laughs> I had I just, I had gone strong and I just, The more that we're in this conversation, the more that I was just sitting here thinking about the overall assumed strength that I, I, or even an assumed weakness that I just automatically Mm -hmm. apply to men. Like sometimes it's like, you know, like that nigga don't have it. Like he not, he not about that. But with you, I've never. That it's really like a big brother sense. like when i'm around bj mm-hmm. i don't have a care in the world because i'm with my brother like my brother we gonna have these dope conversations he gonna drop some gems i'm gonna drop some gems to him and we're gonna kick it we're gonna transfer yeah, this energy yeah. and it's gonna be that i never and i'm going i promise y'all i'm making this oath right here right now i'm going to do a better job of not assuming bj strength and I'm asking that the women within our circle do the same as well. Because I realize how many of us actually come to you. Like we we come to you a lot. And it's not even always with a problem. Sometimes we just be like, All right, BJ, I need you to yeah, like, you know, speak nigga yeah. to me. Like, all right, so I'm talking to this guy, and he said <laughs> this, like, what do that mean? And B J will break it down. But we don't we don't do a really good job of allowing bj to just maybe like have a bj moment you know like just kind of be over there and his vocal we'd be like you know like normally when we text him it is to check on him but it's also some underlying like maybe i fucked up the audio <laughs> on something you know like but maybe you know, i need a recipe it, to something.
1: it's not like it doesn't look that way to me because okay. you're actually um making the point that i want to make to your listeners that are hearing this there's a certain respect level that I get from the way that you guys treat me, even when you guys are thinking that you're being needy. Um, I if must you, be thinking
0: I'm getting the fuck on your nerves. Like I yeah, really-
1: <laughs> but what you're actually doing is you're providing me with a sense of confirmation because understand that um, the reason why you feel as safe as you do with me, because you believe in yeah. who I am as a person, this is something yeah. that doesn't happen for the average black man. You don't believe him to be capable of what you're asking him for. So you ask for it and still don't believe that he can give it to you.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. you expect a different result. So naturally this is what I mean by we have to work on our relationships with each other in order for protection to actually work. It has to be a belief there. And then too, um, to kind of use the same example of that issue that kind of like brought us to this, um this closeness that we have now. Men holding men accountable is the way that we grow into the spaces of protection that we may need because understand every boy didn't grow up with a father. So naturally, when you ask a man to be a protector who didn't have a protector, it's a difficult task at hand. So, us men, you know, when a nigga do some shit that is not of code with how we believe ourselves to be as men or as kings, we have to address that man at that level. And those are the things that help build the morale or the integrity of the men that have to be in those positions because naturally, if all men knew how to be responsible for themselves, it'll make it a lot easier for them to be responsible for others. And if every man was responsible for all of the women and their own individual tribes, all women will be protected. Very So much. those conversations that we are having about the protection of women are not even conversations that they're actually in on. Yeah. Like we're trying to understand ways and more than just the systemic way to provide those provisions, because ultimately we have to change a lot of narratives in order for full protection and full practice to actually take effect. Like our children have to understand what protection is. And that goes beyond just the surface as well. Protect your son from the possibilities of being a weak minded protector like mm-hmm. his father, because his father didn't have a dad. Teach mm-hmm. him about how to treat women. Teach him the importance of the, the responsibilities that he has to women that he's intimate with. If you have a baby with a woman, You have to take responsibility for that woman once she gives her body and her time and her emotions to you. Teach him how to manage those things, to treat those things with respect. Because ultimately, you know, we have a lot of women that don't believe that their children can learn anything from the said person, said father, said man, because of how he may have treated her. So understand that once you become intimate, you you become responsible for Mm -hmm. this person like Mm -hmm. it's so many things that we have to um that we have to teach and unlearn in order for everybody to be protected because i mean i think the reason why we don't protect women is because of how we view Mm -hmm. certain things how we view baby mama the term Mm -hmm. is the reason why so many women aren't protected because we don't value a woman that gave birth to our our lineage our yeah. our name like we don't value what that means because so many babies have been born by accident like we have I was to change just that about
0: to ask you that too yeah. i was just getting ready to ask you with with the the with the narrative that comes along with black men right now and in in the media just in anything and how yeah. there's such a an object it's how men just objectify black women and I mean like I'm talking about men across the board but specifically black men and how women are normally worshipped for like their body type or they're worshipped for their caring and their nurturing and what they can do but not them as a whole how does a black man and this is more so for my clarity how does a black man objectify a black woman but love her at the same time is that even possible
1: it is unfortunately it's very possible to do that because um a lot of us just don't understand our teachings and where they come from um you can you can definitely say to yourself you know oh she fine she got a fat ass she got all of this stuff going for her. and you involve yourself with just this this individual for those things alone you don't take Mm -hmm. the time to find out what her equity is like what her personality all of these things that could really destroy you as a person depending on what her objective or intention is for even dealing with you you don't even evaluate those things when you're just focused on the things that some man handed down to you in terms of your you know sexual explorations or exploitations you don't ask any questions about you know the interchanging of spirits and you know the the different things that you know bad people can teach you and intimacy Mm
0: -hmm. and all of
1: these different you know questions so we don't we don't know to ask the question why yeah when we look at people who we think are protecting us you know so because we so
0: ignorance yeah it's yeah. you
1: know the bliss of ignorance in a sense you know you don't you don't think to ask your uncle why he telling you this shit
0: hmm. because
1: all so. you look all you looking at is this is who i look up to this is who holds down the family but that does not mean that he's a protector yeah
0: he's just kind he, of there like because yeah. he's present it kind of gives the illusion that he is protecting. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. That That is crazy. That, wow. That just so he a has to be presence, invested. Yeah, he's not, he can't king. just be there. Exactly. Yeah. And, but because he's there, in a lot of sense, and, uh, and this is more so speaking for the women that I've seen, and this is just really my way of life, like how I've lived. I grew up with a lot of young girls in my life, like friends who didn't have fathers. And mm-hmm. I'm actually going to um, shout her out. I had a friend named Brittany in high school whose father, her parents were married, whose father, you know, was in her life very much. So that their parents, you know, her parents were married and, she was probably the second because I think Jasmine was the first. She was the second girl that I had met who had a father in the household, but not only was her father present, like physically he was present. Like I remember seeing him at everything. Jasmine's father was at everything. And I remember my father gravitating towards these men to the point where they had like a a circle. But Mm -hmm. I remember how odd it was for me, Brittany and Jasmine, because we were all close how odd it was to see those three men hanging out, actually being able to have a conversation about something other than what we were used to hearing grown ass men talk about. Yeah. So it wasn't just that they were present. They actually had a position Mm -hmm. in which they upheld and they, they did right by. Yeah. And I,
1: I think it's an, it's an inferiority complex in a man's ego. That is a very useful tool. Because if you see enough of men doing some positive shit and you know ain't shit going on for you, you will start to challenge your own thinking without them having anything to do with any of the decisions that you're going to make going forward. You're just going to look at them. You're going to look at them in their light and feel inferior. That
0: is wild to me. The, The black man's mind is a place that I just really like if I could just take my shoes off And walk around in a black man's (laughs) mind for a little while. Because I feel like it's just holes. Just full of shit that a black man wants to say. And a black Mm -hmm. man wants so bad to do. But a black man ain't never had the freedom, the space, or the safety to just let it out. And that bothers me. And it makes me think about the fact that in a lot of ways, he just don't know. He don't know. Mm -hmm. Because the black man has been absent for so long. That it's just generations upon generations of being absent and how yeah. we've normalized being absent. But you and also have normalized... to think about
1: this too. When you say, because I know a lot of women are going to use this to their advantage, understand this too. Every man is not going to assume responsibility for you.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And
1: understand that your conversation about, protect women at all costs um when you say this this is an indictment on you the woman Mm -hmm. that has to be protected you have to start asking some questions in your own family finding out where you come from Mm -hmm. finding out the the traditions of the men in your own family if you want to know what type of value your father actually deserves because every present daddy wasn't a father yep So if you want to know, like, what kind of protector was your father, start asking your mom some questions Yeah, and start to find out where a lot of your ideas of protection come from. Because I realize as a man today with the full understanding that it is extremely important to uh, protect our women and make sure that our women are safe. But I also understand, too, that I don't want to carry the weight of the world. I am yeah. not. I don't want to be responsible for every woman I come across. Yeah. I understand that there's some people that I'm going to bust a head for, and there's some people I'm going to call the police. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, and you know let them handle it. And yeah. let them handle it. Like, yeah. I don't want men to think that, you know, oh, you got to jump off the porch for every person mm-hmm. because, you know, th- that is going to translate into- another trauma think about like women don't understand that the concept or the relationship a man has to money is based on trauma
0: yep
1: it's based on trauma like he has to feel worth it in one way or the other so why not be money why not because he don't feel worth anything at home doesn't feel worth anything in his circles his community all of these different things so why not have the riches that I don't feel internally and then what I do is I exploit them in mm-hmm. front of people that shows the weakness so when you see guys always talking about money it's not because they being cheap it's they going through their traumas
0: yeah and that's you know? something that society is glorified so yeah that if if I could give y'all any piece of advice is that I would ask for you to consider the the type of The type of man that you see within the media or just you see within your your daily, you know, going about life, Mm -hmm. the man that you admire. What about him do you admire in reference to you? What is it about him that you want so bad to have in a partner or so bad to have in a friend or so bad to just, you know, be able to say that that's a man that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I'm not really all that guilty of that just because I have had. I've had my run-ins with with men and I'm not talking about you know like I've like I've never been sexually assaulted and I don't you know I don't say that in a bragging way I just say that as me being blessed enough to never have to come across that trauma because that is a a whole different trauma within itself
1: the type of trauma
0: that I've come across is I grew up in the fucking hood like I grew up in the hood, like even when my family moved me out to the suburbs, I still had family in the hood that I had to come back and visit. So mm-hmm. the guys that I were was coming across, even just in my everyday life, were men with all this money, all these cars, all these women. And for a minute, that's what I thought that I wanted. And not only a partner, but in a friend, in a mentor, in a man that I could look up to. I wanted to kick it with that circle of people because I felt like that person had it all when little did I know that he don't Mm -mm. he don't have shit he's hiding something he's covering up from something you know for something Mm -hmm. he's dealing with the things that he's gone through in life another way that's unhealthy and I don't want to be a part of that because all that's going to do is make me a part of that and that's not something I want to be a part of a lot of men falsify strength in the face of women that they're attracted to Uh, exactly they will falsify that strength I'm telling you they will kill 40 people in a room just to say that he was able to keep her alive. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about innocent people just to say that he, he was able to keep her alive because either he was just physically attracted to what she had, you know, like that's somebody that he wanted or that's somebody who's filling a void for something else that he doesn't have. And he can't let that go. Mm -hmm. So I just really want y'all to consider the type of men that you keep in your circle, the type of men that you idolize, like, the Ari Dawn and Money Bag Yo situation. So many people are like, you know, she's ungrateful. This man that bought her a truck and he didn't did this. He y'all don't y'all don't understand that that might have been covering up for something else. She asked that man to take her on a date, and he bought her a truck. He, you know, I looked
1: at that. It's for weird quality time because and you he know her I always truck. see the yeah you know, I always see outside of that spectrum. And Mm -hmm. to me, the more I listen to this story, I believe, and this may not be their circumstance, but just based on perspective, I truly believe that anything that he does in simplicity is treated as if it's not good enough. Exactly. Because I think it has, I think a lot of relationships and, Again, this is why we have to work on our relationships to each other and understand what worth really means. It's not what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. is what you had in place that bought you the table. Yep. So it's a it's a conversation that men need to have because it's like you're you're asking a person who only knows how to spend money Mm
0: -hmm. to be
1: affectionate.
0: Like understand money bag, bag, his name, his name says this.
1: Yep, you know what I'm saying. And these are the things that I truly believe need to be paid more attention to than Mm -hmm. the circumstances, because what we'll do is we'll ignore the obvious and then discredit the effort that he's at least putting in to show you that I have a a huge amount of care for you i want to show you the best of what i have to offer which may have been the money that money bag yo has so there's like again conversation you have to know who you're asking to protect you you have to know who you're asking to be affectionate to you. And what have-
0: and what kind of protection are you asking for? The thing is right. that not everybody marries for love. And I want people to understand. And that's something that my mother taught me. That not everybody marries for love. Some women marry for financial protection. Some women marry to just be able to have a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. some some men propose because again she's able to protect him in ways that he did not have as a child she hugs him she loves him she uplifts him she she compliments him protection is again in so many facets it's such a loaded word because there's so many different realms of protection don't always assume that because they're able to do one thing that everything else comes with that because it doesn't protection can be very empty a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. a lot of men have this really really wonderful representative that they bring forward when they first meet you that everything just makes sense and you become blindsided because the one thing that you thought that you needed he provided not realizing that now you're missing out on everything Everything else
1: else. right so i want
0: i want people to be clear that when When we say, and I can really only speak for BJ and I, when we say protection, we mean all levels of protection. We're Mm -hmm. not just talking about, you know, that, that man of the house protection where it's like he pay the bills and he makes sure that the family's safe and that the doors is locked at night and you know like he walking on the outside it's not just all of that it's the the mental protection it's the spiritual protection it's the financial protection it's the sexual protection it's all of those things mm-hmm. that are not just encompassed in just a man and a woman as well you have to be able to complement him as a protector because yeah. you're either going to be two things you're either going to be an asset to that protection or a liability, liability to, what to what it, it. is that right. he's trying to do and you will run a man dry and when it comes time for him to move on in life and now he's you know gone in the direction that he's supposed to he's now traumatized from trying to protect you don't make it harder on a man than what it has to be. This the conversation is not always geared about what the man can't do or what the man can do. It's about what we do to men as well right, that puts right. them in a position where they feel like they have to fight as hard as they do. A lot of men falsify their strength because they feel like somebody looking at them because we're looking at them. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to be on front street. I really want every man to open up their ears and their heart when I say this and receive me. You do not have to falsify your strength for me or for anybody else. Do not traumatize yourself trying to be the protector that you think. You need to be for her, get Mm -hmm. to know her, get to know what she's about, get to know the areas of of her life in which she's not strong. Where where does she really need protection? And in in those areas, are you able to provide that? Because if you can't, then that's not the person for you. She's now a liability to you and you should never marry a liability. And ladies, don't ever let a liability put a ring on your finger. Don't ever lay with a liability. Try your try your hardest never lay with a liability never and men as well never lay with a you don't understand y'all be having babies by liabilities y'all be raising (laughs) families with liabilities (laughs) y'all be starting businesses with liabilities signing contracts co-signing on cars for liabilities it's a lot that goes into relationships and partnerships that people miss the mark on you Mm. do not you do not have to fake the funk For me or for any other black woman out here. Because to be honest, if a black woman is on her shit and she really is who she say she is and she who she be, she can see through that falsified strength Mm -hmm. and she already knows what you come with. So a lot of the time when you shoot in your shot and you miss, ladies as well, when we go to shoot our shot and I'll miss or we miss, it's because they see through us falsifying, us perpetrating. We don't have it. And that's for weaknesses as well. Black women, you got to stop trying to be weak, baby. You're not weak. You not you just want to check. Like that's, that say that. <laughs> say it. You want them to pay a bill.
1: But you know yeah. the thing that I learned about that too. Um in that example, um one of my most ooh, one of my most traumatic experiences is romanticizing the um perspective of opposites attract, mm-hmm. right? Um i really thought that that's what made um our relationships um with those opposites so fun exciting so electric and you begin to find out that um that liability is the type of stuff this person is entertained by or um impressed by you begin to realize that okay you being the you know semi you know corporate or you know mild-mannered suburban kid who has the affinity for ghetto girls until you realize that she got some shit going on in that hood she come from Mm -hmm. and you don't relate to none of what she comes from so now here you are in the midst of her making a decision for herself with her behaviors now she's turning around to look at you and say how are you going to get me out of a situation that you weren't even born into yeah you know like you have to you have to man up in such a way to know that if you see a woman in a situation or any type of danger or harm, you have to know as a man what you're capable of in those moments of trying to protect her. Like, I can almost look at a man based on perspective and know that if I swing on this nigga, he gonna beat the shit out of me. Yep. Like, that that kind of honesty with yourself you know, like sometimes it's just creating the escape route. It's not standing up and challenging some other person in defense of someone. You have to like, you have to understand that protection nowadays is how am I going to make it home tonight?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, how am I going to make sure that I make it back to my wife and my kids and, and make sure that I seen them tuck in? I Mm -hmm. seen when the lights got shut off. I seen when the doors were locked. I seen when the cars were parked in the garage. I seen, I seen, I seen. Like you have to account for more than we do. Like this is why I'm saying like the conversations of protection for our women are not being had with women. It's being had with men. Like we have to raise our men and the empowerment that we believed that we needed from our women is now coming from our men. Mm -hmm. You know, we teaching our men how to shoot. We teaching our men how to feel, how to connect emotionally. We talking about mental health. We're talking about, you know, self-care in such a way to where we're now wising, wisening up the next generation up under us to know that, okay, these were mistakes that we handed down. You got to know how to be responsible for that woman that you could potentially be responsible for if you continually be reckless with her or whatever those scenarios are it's so many conversations that we're now having that um we would greatly appreciate if we were given credit for you know it's not um you can't always be included in the equation when it comes to what is being done for you you know
0: god damn yes you know how they say stay out of grown folks? Like Stay out of, that, stay out of black man business. Let him, let him be a black man for a second. Let him be a you man. Know? You know what let I'm saying? Let him be a man. Yeah. Let him lead.
1: And part of the reason why you probably feel like you're not being protected to the extent that you want is because you think it's because you said it. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. We're going to do what we feel like is best. And it's not, I mean, it's not to be arrogant. It's just to let you know that the power doesn't always lie with you based on what we do sometimes we have to grow at our own paces and understand what our capabilities are so that we can give you a definitive no
0: damn straight and if you can't wait for him to get there then that ain't the one for you
1: that ain't the one for you it ain't
0: men have to grow and men have to feel safe in the space that they're growing in it's just like mm -hmm. a garden You know, like when you plant, when you plant a man, it's like planting a tree because what you expect for him to leave even after he's gone is a legacy Mm -hmm. and you want those roots to be deeply rooted. Like you want them to be like strong and very stiff and what. In what it's planted in. So if you're going to sit here and make the statement that, you know, you're not going to grow a man, that's fine. That is fine. But I want you to know that no man comes fully grown. So baby, if you're going to have to, you're going to have to grow with him or you're going to have to go with him point blank, period. So in, in allowing yourself to fully understand what it means to open up as a black woman, open up and to accept this man's protection. You're going to have to understand that in this, he's going to have to grow through this because he's never been through this. You're new Mm -hmm. to him. And I'm talking about when it, when it's fresh. You're new to him. He's new to you. So if y'all going to grow, let that tree grow as it grows. Just be there to support him. He don't need you to do much. He just really needs you to shut the fuck up and mind your business. And just. (laughs) We be trying to
1: not say that, but. But
0: that, that's, that's the honest to God truth. Like just shut the fuck up and mind your business. Like do, do your part. And let him do his part. And don't question him when he's... The last thing that a black man wants to do when he's doing the right thing is to be questioned. And I learned that from my father. Like, I grew up in this household and my father used to do my hair, y'all, and it used to look real bad. Like, I'm I'm letting <laughs> you know. Like, I had a pigtail in the front looking like a unicorn one day. And my father just knew that he was doing the right thing. And I was just like, Daddy, what are you doing? Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't to, you know... To be mean, I was just this little girl just asking, like, Daddy, what are you doing? And that broke his heart because he thought that he was doing the right thing. And I'm talking, that's minor. So Mm -hmm. imagine a man trying to create a household, before you have children, create a household that is financially stable, that is mentally stable with the both of y'all. The communication is open. The trust is open. Y'all are good. And you asking him, he's doing everything right, but you asking him, what are you doing? Mm Mm-hmm. He not, what the, everything you asked me to do, what the hell is you talking about? I'm doing everything you asked me to do. It might not look the way that you think that it's going to look, but nothing ever does. Your dream is going to be your dream, but that does not mean that the same way that you dreamt it, that it's going to play out that way.
1: Yeah, it's going to play out The
0: end all result comes from the work and the effort that's put in. So just be patient, be patient with him. Fellas, be patient with her, but y'all have to be patient with each other. Stop questioning that man when ain't nothing wrong i'm talking to myself at this point stop questioning that man when ain't nothing wrong if the bills are paid on time if he ain't dipping into no savings ain't nothing crazy going on if he coming home on time he ain't never giving you a reason not to i know that you got trauma i know that you done been through some shit but when the reassurance is there when the insurances is paid up and when he's bringing that ass home to you do not Question him. Shut the fuck up and let him be a man. And, and that goes to fellas as well. Yeah, Shut the fuck up and let her be a woman. Don't ask her why the kid here looked like that. You don't know what the tangling looked like. Yeah, don't ask her why said. I smell like that in the house yet. It's not done. Be patient with each other and stop boring children. Stop bearing children into these, these, this confusion. Wait. You can wait. I pr- Listen. I know that raw sex feel better, but y'all gonna have to fucking lock it up, <laughs> like you gonna have to, because y'all are bringing children into confusion, and now this is all they know. And this it's gonna becomes be a while, a generational while before we curse.
1: understand that, though. I mean, yeah. it's 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 something that I mean, it's something that we all understand. Um, the amazingness of that feeling of con- it's not even the sex; it's actually the connection. Yep, that you feel, but um. One of the things that I uh, definitely want to share that I am learning um, at this very second is uh, the protection that we don't often pay attention to where you love a person into your expectations Now um this just recently happened where you know me and D we get into you know our conversations about learning each other and having a dialogue about how we hear things versus how things are being communicated and one of the things that i notice about people in relationships is the moments in which you're affectionate with your partner are the perfect moments for you to affirm those things that you love and admire about the said person so in that moment of you kissing and hugging and and really like caressing and you're you're giving your intimate um, self or your intimate feelings to your partner. Take that opportunity to say that I love you for the protection mm-hmm. you provide me. I love you for the provision and the the household salvation, the head mm-hmm. the head strength and headship that you provide us. I love you because I love you because like give those moments mm-hmm. in those intimate spaces so that a person now understands why you behave in such a way. Whenever we connect, and then they'll begin to they'll begin to see why it is so important to carry on these responsibilities. Like it's almost like being asked to come to work every day Mm
0: -hmm. for
1: little to no money. Yeah, and what that what that will begin to feel like is more so a job versus Mm -hmm. an actual responsibility. And again, you know, like I said, we we love our women. We're trying to learn as much as we can about the betterment and the proper protection and treatment that our women so rightfully deserve. But in this Mm -hmm. process, you have a relationship to that man that you're asking for such a thing, because not only are you asking him to protect you, you're totally negating the fact that he is also haunted as well. Yeah. So these conversations Mm -hmm. of protection is not just for you. It's for the unit as a whole. We have to protect ourselves and our homes and you know and do what we can to make home a peaceful and tranquil place for us both to return back to we have to be eager to come home again yeah you know so
0: chaos in your home there's so much chaos in the world bringing when you go out into the world with so many uncertainties imagine coming back into a space that has those those same uncertainties and it might not be that exact same but you just don't know like when you come home you just don't know like that that's very dangerous and what you're speaking on bro we actually i actually have a a older episode which speaks more on the actual sexual act of sex magic but there Mm -hmm. is a magic in those intimate moments because your guard is down it's the same thing with like and not getting too far into it but For those of you who don't know, it's actually the same thing when um, your guard is down during actual sex, like actual intercourse and masturbation as well. It's a certain level of um, your intuition, like your actual discernment that's let down because your body is comfortable. You're at you're Mm -hmm. actually in a space where you're trusting something else to have you. And it's not even someone else. It's something else. I don't actually know what the name of it is. I'm actually like the more that I do research on my actual spiritual journey, the more I find these things out, but that's what it is. So it's a metaphorical wall that comes down that allows you to receive whatever it is. Coming at you full force that's why People say like people get Entangled with their demons during sex And it's because people do it's a transmutation Of energy mm-hmm. and a transfer, a Transformation of energy because What happens is after you've transferred Their energy it's up to that person To transmute it into whatever energy They're going to in order to be able to Use it so when you put that Wall down and you allow your Discernment to almost shift to The point where you're like well whatever it is that I'm feeling The, the oxytocin or the serotonin that your body's making to allow you to feel good, those endorphins that are pumping through your body that allow you to feel good, it allows you to create this almost illusion that nothing matters right now. Like Mm. you're good, nothing Mm. matters. And there's a certain level of, uh, of weakness that comes through you. And it's not a bad weakness. It's just that your body's weak because now it's able to receive whatever's gonna come through. So whatever does come through, you have to decide what to do with it. So when you have a partner that you trust and you have a partner that you love, And they can give you those affirmations and they can tell you why they love you in those moments Even if it's not sex, even if it's just you guys having an intimate moment sitting on the couch Just sharing things with each other. It allows you to receive that honestly And it allows your body to do more with it. And that's why in your relationship you feel better The communication is more open. You trust each other and the sex be fire after that, like <laughs> shit. But fire. that that's what that is. It's like a tra- it's transformation and transmutation of energy. And that's why mm-hmm. affirmations and just the overall communication between the two of you is so very important. So if you're having issues in your relationship during those intimate times where you don't feel like you're actually receiving that message, it's something way deeper within the mm-hmm. two of you, the, the connection, yeah. the the energy that's not said it's something between the two of you that you can't see, but that you're feeling that you both need to discuss. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Honestly. And if you can't say it verbally, write it down and give it to that person, but do not go with that message unsaid because you're going to continue in your relationship with a bunch of bullshit.
1: Yeah. And that's probably why you're not protected
0: either most definitely and that's why you question the other person as much as you do because you just don't know something in you is telling you not to take this as it is because it's coming at you organically it's it is it's coming the only way Mm -hmm. that it knows how it's just shifting to you as it should that's what the fuck gravity does but -hmm. your body is not allowing you your mind your spirit is not allowing that in the way that it should or it allowed it in In the way that it was meant because I just talked about intention. Nobody, it doesn't matter what the fuck your intention is. It matters what actually happened. So the actuality of things, when it comes at you and you take it, when your body doesn't know what to do with it after a while because it doesn't feel good, that means something's not right. Deal with that. Talk to your partner. Get to know your partner so that protection comes easy in all facets. That protection comes easy, bro. I Mm -hmm. love you. And I appreciate you <laughs> so very much. I
1: love you more, girl. You know that. For coming into
0: this safe space and for just kicking it with me, I really wish that D would like you know like be on shows more because yo she be dropping gems too, y'all. I think it would be really dope to just kind of have you both because not too many people. If you have ever seen D and BJ in the same room, their dynamic is amazing. Like it's it's amazing, but you can tell that. It's because their communication is open. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. The type of communication is a little different, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the fuck out of it. Yeah. It's healthy. And it I think that is why it's so different to people because it's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy as fuck. And it's yeah. them. It's so organic in them. So I'm going to see one day, y'all, if I could, like, get D to, like, come on here and, like, really spill some tea about BJ because, like, she BJ <laughs> she'll do, do it.
1: She'll definitely do it. And I'll just it. be gone. you know. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of a lot of what I learned about protection now is because of this relationship, not because it's any different from any other relationship that I've ultimately been in. It's just the fact that she trusts the way that I protect, you know, Um, I love it. and it and it makes you and, and it makes you want to do a better job when a person actually asks you, how do you feel about what I ask you for? Like, I've never experienced that before where a person will actually ask you, like, am I too needy? Am I, you know, I know that I could do X, Y and Z. So this is what I try to do to make your load lighter. So it's like understanding that the protector has needs like those type of things is it's so much that we can afford to learn Mm -hmm. about who we expect protection from, because protection is a dangerous job,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, costs nothing.
0: It, yeah. is, it, it costs nothing it costs nothing to actually sit down open up your heart open up your mind open up your ears and really really receive it and you don't have to respond you know immediately sit with it for a second mm-hmm. and really figure out you know if this is something that you can do you know you don't don't ever feel like you have to stay in something that doesn't feel right to you so if the protection does not feel right to your standard of protection that is okay but don't Don't blindside people with with you leaving. I do ask that you consider being very open and honest in your relationships, no matter the level of the relationship. If the protection, again, is not to your standard and you do feel like leaving, as long as the space is safe for you to, you know, say what it is that you need to say, I do, you know, want to ask that you all consider being open and honest about that and giving it a chance for them to adjust and to adapt to your expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Before you just decide to call it a quits, but do understand that sometimes the protector that you think a person is may not be, you know, that protector. I don't want to end on that note, but that is the truth that, you know, sometimes people don't meet that standard and that's fine. But for you to never say anything about it and just automatically assume that there will be change and it won't, that that just yeah. doesn't work. So I do ask that you guys really consider opening up your heart, your mind and your ears to what is happening around you and your households and with the people that you call or that you've deemed your protector and talk to them and make sure that they understand that role. You know, yeah. don't just go around appointing people and they don't know, like it'll come to the point where they like, I I didn't know that I was supposed to be
1: <laughs> right. protecting. I did for that shit. You know, you know? like
0: imagine this, right. why you ain't had my back? I didn't know I was supposed to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that's why communication is important. Um, but with that being said, bro, like I said, I really, really appreciate you for coming here and for having this conversation in the safe space and just for being the person that you are. Um, especially with Teach Me How to Love You Better and with Change the Subject, you have just been an overall gift and a joy to me and just for the people who, you know, are able to receive your messages as you put them out. Um, where can the people find you?
1: you can find me just about everywhere you consume um a podcast i'm definitely on all of the major hostings such as spotify apple and google podcasts i Heart radio pandora Castbox, Pan- podbean wherever you typically find a podcast i'm pretty much there for both of my shows um those two shows are change the subject that's the primary show and then um the more women's driven um, show, which is called teach me how to love you better. Um, They all have their own individual hostings all on the same platform. So I'm pretty easy to reach in the social spaces. Um, Twitter, of course, um, social media wise, you can find me at Dergo BJ. That's D E R G O B J on Twitter. And the subject change is the Instagram page. So um, just share with me and, Get in touch. I'm always open for conversation.
0: Very much so, y'all. And this is such a good conversation. Y'all know that you can find me at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S on Instagram and Twitter. Um, y'all know that you can find this podcast anywhere that you can find a podcast. Um, and I think the only thing that I have to remind you guys of is that Chakra Body Care reopens August 21st. So um, with that being said, y'all, if nobody has told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And I will talk to y'all when I talk to y'all because I told y'all I'm not promising y'all every week no (laughs) more. Facts. (laughs)